0: You're invited to join WMNF in celebrating the 50th anniversary of hip-hop on August 12th. This electrifying live show will include DJ sets and interviews with hip-hop enthusiasts. Hosted by Tone Capone, Concept, Tempest, Trinda, and Sip Socky, the event will take place from 6 p.m. to 12 a.m. on August 12th. We're honored to be celebrating WMNF's hip-hop legend, Kenny K, during the event photographers and videographers will capture the discussions. We've also invited hosts from WMNF's popular music shows to join us for an on-air discussion about the evolution of hip-hop culture. WMNF DJs, including DJ Tune Selector, DJ SR, DJ Doc Vader, DJ Raheem, DJ Deacon, DJ Slowburn, DJ LCM, DJ Kellen, DJ Spaceship, DJ Chin, and DJ Sinflow, will perform 30-minute sets. Hold we're thrilled with the level of cooperation and participation within the
1: WMNF family. The event will also feature special guest artists, staff and WMNF supporters. We hope to see you there.
2: by but peace won't be still of its own free will say you want to go exploring you got to find some truth you can't stand one more day of christians shouting down at you you say you don't do
0: You are tuned to WMNF Radio, 88.5 FM. My name is Patro Romabili. You are tuned to the Sunday Forum here on your community radio station. And uh, we are celebrating hip-hop. This is the 50th year of hip-hop. So the station, the, w- the radio station has been celebrating. And as you heard, the announcement at the top of the hour, we'll be having a in-house celebration on August 12th. To celebrate this long history Musical form Hip hop And also one of our our Late DJs, Kenny K Uh, Kenny K is the one The DJ right here at WMF Who put hip hop On the map for Tampa Tampa artists and uh, Up and coming rappers Were able to come right here To WMF when Kenny K was on the air And give you a platform Give you a place to be heard uh to be shouted out as we used to say uh but this is uh this is uh one of the things that we'll be celebrating over this month and uh i'm pretty sure a lot of you have some memories that you want to share about kenny k and maybe in particular so Uh, You might want to join us on August 12th for that, but right now you are tuned to the Sunday 4 where we get to talk the blues, where we get to talk about what's happening in the world around us and uh, what is uh, going down. And uh, we know that we have uh, a lot going on politically and culturally in this country and in this state. Um, One of the things that we know we're looking forward to uh, an election uh, in 2024 and so we have candidates out there on the trail, including the governor of this state, who are out there just uh, saying a whole lot of idiotic things in order to get you to vote for them. And one of the latest things that was said by the candidate from Florida uh, was that uh, he was going to start slitting throats, why did your governor of the state of Florida talk about slitting throats, basically threatening federal workers? Uh, uh, And I guess historically, especially in the last three decades, it has been necessary for Republicans to show their masculinity by talking violence and suggestive of violence in order to, I guess, feel manly. And But a powerful federal union has shown, has said they're outraged by those comments by this governor after uh, he said he would start slitting throats on day one as part of an effort to rein in what he describes as deep state bureaucracy. So, you know, especially the letter carriers, you know, who have to face people all day and uh you don't know what state of mind people are in but you know you have a duty as a letter carrier to deliver rain or shine snow or sleet and you know now you have to face potential terror because somebody has you know some political suasion against the federal government and this anti-government sentiment is being exploited by the republicans they've constantly done that and uh when this country does, when there is violence, they run for cover as if nothing they did or said or suggested has anything to do with it. Uh, but a lot of the times, you know, we find ourselves, if you are a progressive or a Democrat, under attack because of something some Republican has said out on the campaign trail or on C-SPAN or someplace on television. But this violent threat by the government, by uh, against federal employees is appalling, shocking, disturbing, and should alarm every single American, according to members of the National Association of Letter Carriers. Blasted the image of the governor saying those things uh, as dangerous, criminal, and out of line. And uh, but they don't care, you know. The Republicans seem not to care right now. Uh, Forty-five gave them in 2016 the permission platform to push the most vile rhetoric and most vile lies and chaos. And we're also saying that on the global stage as Republicans have followed Repub- uh, the Russian leader Vladimir Putin down that same road of chaos. And uh, speaking of which, the The uh, war in Ukraine is continuing, Uh, the war against Ukraine is continuing to create more chaos, Uh, but using private mercenaries like the Wagner Group on the continent of Africa is creating even greater chaos there. And this morning we see that in Niger there's a deadline has arrived for Niger's military junta to reinstate the democratically elected president's and uh, the residents of Niger right now are waiting to see what's next. So as this deadline has arrived for, on today, the military junta, as I said, is ordered to reinstate the country's president. But the West African regional bloc that has threatened the military intervention, which is ECOWAS, uh, the economic community of West African states has urged Nigeria's uh, Nigeria's president which is the bloc's current chair to explore options other than the use of force uh, because there is not real uh, there isn't real agreement on whether or not that's possible since ECOWAS themselves don't have an army it would it would take member states to provide military participation in order to get in the Niger military junta to return the democratically elected president so the West African bloc of nations are still trying to convince them to restore the, the Niger's president but we're not certain whether or not that deadline is going to be met today so we are watching incidents and in, you know Events on the continent of Africa, especially when it comes to Niger, is the other states that have come under cool pressure, such as Mali and Burkina Faso. Uh, They are expected. They've said they would support Niger's new military junta against the other West African states' attempts to restore the president of Niger, uh, we're going to see, you know, whether or not these divisions continue to play themselves out. And uh, we know the hidden hand behind it all, the private mercenaries. Uh, so the threat of military intervention has come in the wake of this July 27 coup in Niger when mutinous soldiers installed their leader, uh, some general as Niger's new head of state, and even as this new leader has asked for national and international support, fears swelled that the country's political crisis could hinder its fight against jihadists and, of course, boost Russia's influence in West Africa. So, as we are watching those events internationally, and watching the campaign trail here in the United States and basically waiting for the fallout, you can call us, you can call me here at the Sunday Forum, 813 239 as I see. Someone is already trying to call, and uh, we'll try to get right to those calls right away. You, you can also write me, dj at wmnf.org. So feel free to pick up the telephone and give us a call and let's see if we can start this conversation this morning talking about where we're headed, especially politically in this country, when the Republicans continue to exploit and use violence in order to win votes and influence in this primary, in the Republican primary. So, uh, if you want to talk, give me a call, 813 9663 That's the number to call to show or uh, to say what you like to say here on this Sunday Forum. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Good morning,
1: good morning, good morning. Hey, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> Man, listen. I, the, the the plane, I, I was coming back in town, and the plane, I uh, ended up having to get, get another plane that brought me in this morning. Oh, okay.
0: So, uh, this is Walter L. Smith II. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> if you didn't recognize the voice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Uh, this is Walter L. Smith II, and uh, I am back in town. I I uh, wanted to make sure that... that uh, Follow through to bring you some news and updates, and just uh, talk about some information. But MB, you got a very good topic there, extremely good topic, uh, because there is a lot of violence that's going on right now um, that is used by the the right in order to uh, gain influence in this election. It's happening across the country. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's happening across the country, and it is a state actually uh, push an agenda um, amongst the masses that is a very dangerous agenda. Um, we're seeing it amongst our, our law enforcement, as usual. And we're also seeing it um, in our schools. We're seeing in yeah. our education. I mean, uh, you know, we are seeing... Uh, We're seeing people make rules that are um, so dangerous primarily because we are looking at uh, things where situations where the history, just the very history of this country um, is being changed Mm -hmm. to subject our children to that is. Cruel is, in fact, violence. It is, it's cruelty, and it is violence. Yeah. Um, you, you see the type of things that are happening even in our environment, right? Environmental. Yeah. It's violent. It's very violent. Think about it for a moment. Um, I, I know on this show you, you, you've heard it a billion times where people have said things like, what I've actually said that, You know, you have 75% of black and brown families that live near um, uh, uh, industrialized operations where they create hazardous materials or release hazardous materials. That's a violent act. That's a very violent act. And it's supported, it has been supported, and is supported by the left. Very much supported by the left. Um, And... It is is something that we're seeing we're seeing in in various aspects of our lives and it is extremely dangerous extremely dangerous so not only are they are they getting us in schools and education they're getting us environmentally they're getting us on the streets they're getting us in, in all types of ways it's like, it's like they're bought there they've blocked us into something and for some reason for some reason um we that we're either gosh, I don't know whether we can say that we're that we're. I, my, my question would be to everybody: you know, are we really fighting back? Yeah, are we really fighting back? Because I'm not seeing the type of outrage. I'm not seeing the type of outrage, truthfully, that I feel we should have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I I just don't see it. And I think when we get to that point, it's extremely dangerous because we don't know. It's almost like we're, uh, it's almost like what happens when you have a trapped animal. And I hate to use that, I hate to use that analogy, but it's almost like you have a, a trapped animal who is trying to figure out how to escape from something. And when and, and it's captive, it's just standing there. And, and that's what we are, we're captive. We are we are actually prisoners to these preemptions and rules and laws that are being that are being done and that's extremely dangerous. Extremely dangerous.
0: Well, it's also related to the violence of poverty, um, the fact that you know, we don't have the economic might collectively. Uh, Maybe we do. We just don't utilize it. But whatever be the case, (laughs) we still have that economic uh, warfare that goes on that creates, you know, this depravity in our lives and in our neighborhoods, uh, which has a direct impact on our power, our powerlessness and uh, a lot of distractions as well on top of that.
1: I, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a perfect example, just locally, just locally. For as long as I've been alive, uh, we have had a a power grid, uh, not power grid, a uh, a substation, a power substation is located at the end of 12th Avenue in East Ebor, in what they call the bottom, right? And I've interviewed people who are from that community. My my family's from that that area. And quite honestly, they have said that they don't understand why it is that that power uh, power substation had to be put there. Right. Why was it put there? At the very end, right there on the other... I mean, literally, they call these communities fence-line communities, right? Why would they put that power station right there? That
2: was... I mean, it's been there for years.
1: Hmm. And you've had people who have got Who have been sick. Now, hey, listen. Now... They have uh, it, the, the smart thing to have done, and the fair thing to have done would have been to test that and find out why people were getting sick. But they haven't. It hasn't happened. Um, not not officially. It's not happening. But these are things that have that 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 take place, and people wonder why, you know, they get sick.
2: Right, right.
1: They wonder why it's happened. You know, and we can't sit back and wonder why we get sick. We know why we're sitting right here, we're looking at it, and it's the only suspicious thing that's there, right? So why don't we do anything about it, right? That's what I'm saying. Where is the outrage? Where's the outrage? There's never been any outrage. never been anyone to speak out until now about that
0: particular situation you have to you have to be more than outraged in your living room, and I think that's the problem where yes. you know certain people in certain upper class neighborhoods can organize an outrage and it doesn't take that many voices it's just that what it, their zip code means that if they say something they're listened to whereas right. you know you could be outraged in in the bottoms and you could be outraged in your living room, but if you're not organizing as a not in my backyard organization <laughs> then you're not going to be listened to and and if your representative in that district isn't is responsive or showing the same degree of outrage, then you need to replace that person absolutely, so, absolutely. We have any calls Yes, we do, so we're gonna go right to the calls got
1: Cause I, I'm gonna tell you. I got something else to, uh, relevant to that, um, that that we've got to talk about this morning. And people need, I want to hear what people have to say about this. One, but go ahead. Listen. All
0: right. Uh, Walter is on the line, and we're taking your calls. This is the Sunday Forum. 813-239-9663 is the number to call. Go ahead, caller. You're on the well, Sunday Forum with Walter.
3: Yeah, Walter well, I'm, I'm out of the hospital. I'm on my way to recovery.
0: Wonderful. Oh, man. So,
3: uh, it's, uh, let me tell you, man, this, this, this COVID is, is it, real. And I'm so glad that the Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity and the spread of this, uh, COVID during the Cap Alpha Psi convention was real. And that I'm glad that the national chapter of Kappa Alpha Psi says something about it because it's debilitating and brothers and people speaking out that, uh, this, this governor, Doing has done nothing but a disservice to the state and to this country, and that he's prevented uh, any type of action in terms of, the, of identifying the spread of this disease, and uh, and and also the uh, criminalization of just just basic uh, uh, preventative measures that would prevent the spread of the disease, and so and that denial. And also, you know, it speaks to what this governor has done in terms of um, uh, the, the, the lies that he spent about the benefits of, uh, of, uh, of, of of slavery, and I thought it insulting, insulting that he would try to summon the vice president of the United States down to Florida so that he can lecture us about slavery. I, you know, I wonder what your 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 late father would say about that as much work as this man did traveling all over the world. When we talk about slavery, we us talk about it in terms of a dire, worldly sense, and what we saw. What, what we can't separate what happened here to what happened in Brazil or Africa and those sort of things. So he sits here and talks about the benefits of a, of, a, of a of a inhumanity to other inhumanity, and we must. Speak on. I'm so happy that shows like yours and uh, continue to, to 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 speak out against this this, this ignorance and this uh the spread of the apartheid state that we see here in, in this country and this uh, criminalization and also your support for allowing me and several doctors to speak out against the criminalization of our health care. Uh, our work has paid off just uh, last week one of the heads of the so-called Opioid Task Force, abruptly uh, stepped down and resigned in controversy because the National Medical Association and several other doctors have got up and spoke out and questioned this whole uh, criminalization of, of of pain and those sort of things, and it's based upon the research of yours and the effect of health care and those sort of things, we must continue to to, to to speak out because this attack has turned it up, into this war on drugs has turned out to a war on our doctors and has been a 50-year war on our community. And so we're just happy to know that you uh, uh, have, 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 have brought, keep this issue up in front. Doctors like your dear frat brother, uh, Walter Wren, MD, Omega Psi who. Recently, did a video on this in, in, in detail that people can see this in the article. You are within the norms. Uh, Walter Wren, uh, good brother, man, good uh, medical doctor, sixty, eighty, some years old, who has spoken and tried to defend our our healthcare care, care system. So, I want to thank you again and thank the uh, brothers of Alpha, Phi Alpha for for canceling this their their event, and I hope they don't make a side five. Uh, uh, does the same thing. And it, 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 I'm not sure if they've had their national conclave, but I hope they do something. I mean, at least speak out and say some support of uh, this dangerous that, that we need to all out boy, out of foolishness goes around in, 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 in this state. So thank you, Brother Walton and Brother Nibir. You and stop for the support. And read you are within the norms.com. Mm-hmm. And I continue yeah, to strong and healthy, brother. I'm going to go back
0: up, back off, or back down problem? now, brother. Back now, sir. Read yours in the norms.com. All right. Looks like we lost Walter. Walter, call back, man. How'd you do that? We were just talking to you. 813 <laughs> and is the number to call. If you want to join Walter? I think Walter is. Well, that was Walter, I thought, coming back to the phone lines. But, Walter, please call back, 813-239-9663. And if you want to join this discussion, you can also call that number. You can also write us at WMNF.org. DJ at WMNF.org. So, hopefully, this is Walter. Walter, are you there? I'm back. I'm sorry about that. I don't know what's happening from where I am.
1: Uh, let, let, let me just say, um I, I hope I didn't interrupt anything you were saying with Billy. No, mm-hmm. uh, but but let me just say, Doc. You know, we we're praying for you, brothers. We really are. Um, th- this this man, Doctor Norm Clemens, has done has done a lot, um, and, and we got to mm-hmm. do what we can to support his cause mm-hmm. and the cause, because his cause is our cause. When we talk about mm-hmm. the help desert we talk about the disparities um uh, in health care around this nation and especially where we are right here just in our own community this man has been on the forefront of trying to protect us and trying to inform us as best he can about the things that have happened to us not just um locally but nationally and internationally yeah and i think you know we need to make sure that we are that we stand with him on these issues and even if you disagree with some of the things that are there, we need to be having the conversation. Right. We need to be having the conversation, and we need to be doing something to make certain that we are, that we are uh, aware, and that we are active with regard to uh, the health care system and and uh, how it pertains to our community. Because nobody else cares. Nobody else cares, and nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to care and you look at all the things and it is violent it's very violent Mm -hmm. what he's talking about is very violent and it's perhaps if not anything it's perhaps the most violent thing that we can probably talk about because we're talking about our health right and rules and regulations that have been that have been done and not even rules and regulations just outright uh outright disrespect and racist acts that are made um uh That 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 are even illegal in the healthcare industry that have been over that have been overlooked uh,
0: in in the name of greed at our expense. Right, that's the bottom line. And Um, and when we talk about public health, especially you would look at COVID, we see the numbers are rising again, and Uh we see that people didn't learn the lesson. I mean, whatever your politics is, we still have to learn lessons. You know, whatever you want to do with or without the boosters, we still have to, you know, take in what we've learned and, and act on it. And it doesn't seem like we're doing that. People want to cling to the politics and uh, not look at, you know, the violence and uh, just how incomprehensible all of it is if you open back up too soon, like people like myself was warning, you, you opened up too soon uh, and it's fine to open up. I'm, I'm not against people opening up. But the fact of the matter is, look at the fallout. You know, you can't keep enough workers. You, you can't find people to you. People don't want to go back out into those businesses in large numbers. Haven't wanted to in large numbers, not the same numbers. And so a lot of those businesses that opened up have been forced mm-hmm. to close down.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? it be quite honestly, when I've, I've been to things, simple just restaurants, just restaurants, right? I watch waiters and waitresses grab uh, serviettes, uh, towels, napkins from the you from people, they have no idea who they are. Even if they did, they they just grab it with their bare hands mm-hmm. wow. and put it on the you know in the in the busing tray. Hmm.
3: That's dangerous. Yeah,
1: that's very dangerous. And it's something that uh, that I think our restaurants and our, our restaurateurs and the people who work in the restaurants need to be more careful about. Just wear the black. Just wear some black gloves. Yeah, if you don't want to wear a mask. Wear some black gloves at the very least. Who wants to touch something that somebody's wiped their mouth with? Right. Come
0: on. And, I mean, these are preventative measures. I mean, it doesn't matter how you feel about the vaccine. Just do things that will be preventative. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Now, you know, Envy, there are some... There's (laughs) something that has come up in the news recently. Uh, with regard to the issue of the use of uh, the, the use of materials, raw materials that are radioactive. Oh yeah,
0: like the, phosphogy- yeah. the phosphogypsum. Exactly,
1: exactly. Being used in roadway construction. Listen, that is dangerous. In the articles that I've read thus far, there are articles that are that are, that, that where the people who are, who are from and this is Mosaic who's leading the battle. Let's just call it what it is. Mosaic and Tico has been responsible for doing the same thing with his coal ash. The
2: the use of phosphogypsin gypsum is dangerous. First of all, fossil
1: gypsum is very unstable structurally. Structurally mm-hmm. speaking. It's not something that you want to use as a structural support, or in any way, right? Um, right. That has been proven. Uh, it's been pointed out several times because of the fact that when when it was being shipped from other mining mining operations up here to Central Florida, it was people were asking, "Well, why are you sending it up here?" It's not stable. You know why, why are we making we keep making these mounds and things like that, mm-hmm. and keep keep making, having to do things that to support as much as we possibly can, but it is not a stable material. You know, and they, and they were talking about using it as roadway material then. Same thing. They said it is not a stable material. We disagree with the use of it. That, that, they never mentioned the fact in those articles then that it was that it had radioactive material anyway, that it was radioactive in any way. Hmm. And so what they're saying is that it's minimally, now in the writings, they're saying it's minimally radioactive. Listen, radioactive is radioactive. I don't care if it's <laughs> minimal or otherwise. Minimal or otherwise. And if that leaches, which it will, it will leach from under the roadway developments hmm. into the ground waters and into the environment the whole. Now, so why would we want to use something like that? Yeah, good question. Why would we even want to endanger people? If, if, if even if we did not know entirely the full effects of it, why would we even want to do that? That that's that's just not. It makes no sense at all. And the same thing was happening with with, and that's what mosaic. Not to mention the fact that uh, that Tico has been doing this the entire time. Mm-hmm. They've been taking coal ash and giving it to the the uh roadway development companies in order for them to do using under using as an underlayment that's coal ash as an underlayment uh underlying material for roadway development all across this, this state and beyond. Wow. So so and, and there are cases that have come out very clearly, and said people that it, it has been proven it leaches out into groundwater, it leaches out from the streets, from the roadways, highways. So why why do we keep doing this? And they have not been held accountable. And people like myself have not said a word about it until now. I'm saying it. I'm saying it, and I, I've, I've I've ventured to say that I have, and, and well, not venture to say. It, I'm telling you right now, I have yet to hear anybody on radio or any other media outlet outside of written media, say anything about it, anything about
0: it. I've not even seen it on TV. Then then that's our job. We have to follow the money and find out what's really going on. This is a waste product. Vosful Gypsum is a waste product from manufacturing. Fertilizer emits radon, a radioactive gas. It also contains the radioactive elements uranium- Ethereum and Radium. So, yeah, that's a good question. Why do we want it? Obviously, somebody is getting paid.
1: Absolutely, they are. So, okay, so let's let's take it a bit further. Let's take it a step further, okay? When I started in business, I started out in home inspections almost 20-some years ago, 20-some years ago, okay? And one of the things that I would have to call people out for is I didn't, I didn't actually check for it. I'd have people come out and check for radon. Hmm. Wow. In houses. In houses. Because the developers didn't care enough to have the areas checked, to have the land checked for radon there. Before they built these homes.
0: Wow. And you know I just took that for granted that that was being done in every home that, that that's uh, that's required radon
1: well gas sensors they there's so much this is this is being ignored so much so that they started putting radon sensors in houses. right right why well so 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 that we've been exposed to this stuff it, possibly why would i i mean come on guys come on come on. You know, and, and it's not just the phosphor gypsum. And I wanna be very clear about this point. It is Mosaic and it is Tico. These two companies continue to be irresponsible with doing this. Now now they they call it responsibility to take to take this material. Why even consider you doing it? Find something else to do with this stuff. Why would you sit there and take this material and even bother? I mean they're doing testing on a they're suggesting they take it to Ronnie Sanchez and he approved it and they're te- they're testing material. This is what they want to do is test the material on the back road right there where they is located off of off of uh, Big Ben, down the poly. <laughs> on the back road down there. like as though there's
0: still like there's no way for exposure to take place. Anyway. And that's where, you know, this uh are processing wastewater Uh, And they're saying it's an undetermined amount of phosphogypsum going into the Florida aquifer.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Not to mention, not to mention the fact that with Tico, they have, they have coal ash. Okay. Coal ash is even, I I, I would venture to say, I've got to make, I've got to do the studies on it. But I won't say whether it is more dangerous or not with regard to its radioactivity, except to say that it is, it does have radioactive material in it. So coal ash is about byproduct of burning what? Coal. A mm-hmm. coal combustion plant. And they put it in these ponds. Now, Tico has said, Tico has in the past for 40 years, 40, 0 40 years in this Big Bend location, it has had coal ash in these ponds, 10 ponds. Of these 10 ponds, all of them, except for one, was unlined. Mm -hmm. Now, let me just explain what that means. An unlined pond means that there's nothing underneath to protect the ground or groundwater from being contaminated or for a release. That's what it is. That's what it is now. And there have been releases, documented facts, there have been releases in the groundwater. Okay? Mm-hmm. Why on earth did I have a meeting personally? And I was told in this boardroom, in a Tico boardroom, and I'm not telling you something I made, I made up, I'm telling you something that actually happened. That that was the, that those ponds have been remediated, meaning they've been cleaned up and emptied, and they have been, and, and the land has been brought back to normal, right? Mm-hmm. And that they were they were being remediated, and that that material was being put into one big pond that is lined. Right, one big. Line the pond. So my question then becomes what happened to the material that's that's on the ground, that's that's in the ground, that's still there. Because once you once you empty out the liquid from the pond, there's still the particulate matter that's still at the bottom of the pond. Right. It's like when you look at when you pour out everybody knows this, if, if you especially if you're black and you had Kool Aid, mm-hmm. you
0: know <laughs> where where where's that sugar? <laughs> it's collecting at the bottom. It's at the bottom of that Kool-Aid,
1: right? So it's the same thing here. The particular matter is this, right? Okay, so what are you going to do about that particular matter that's been there for years, 40 years? What's being done about that? And why has there not been any transparency regarding the cleanup, if there's a cleanup at all? This is what I said. Why is there no transparency regarding the cleanup if there has been a cleanup at all? I'm going to say it one more time. Why has there not been any transparency regarding the cleanup of coal ash or radioactive material? I'm going to say it a different way, right? If, in fact, there's been any cleanup or remediation at all. Is everybody catching on with what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right? So that means that whatever material was there, whatever material was releasing in any way, guess what happens then? It's still there. Mm-hmm. There's still a possibility of release. And yeah. not to mention the fact that we have a disaster, what happens then? Nobody's clear on what on on on, on what the status is right now. With the plan let's let's take it a step further. Let's take it a step further, right? They have been using that coal ash that they did have and giving it to what? Roadway development companies and farmers. Roadway development companies and farmers. Railway development companies and farmers. <laughs> so what did I just say a little earlier about roadway development companies and farmers and the and the coal ash? The coal ash is leaching into the groundwater. Man. The same stuff that people are using in water sprinklers. The same thing that people are using when it comes about it's both that same stuff that poss- that is not possibly is going into what the aquifer. The same stuff. That when that when it rains and you storm and you have storm water what happens it washes out
2: right
1: what ha- the same thing that happens when when it gets to and what happens when you go to a farm you have agricultural areas there nearby what what are those cows mean? that grass that's, right. the nutrients are coming from what that mm-hmm. mm-hmm. increase increasing the amount of nitrogen in that in that stuff increasing the amount of radioactive material that they're exposed to, increasing the amount of radioactive material that we're exposed to. We have no idea how this is happening, why this is happening. Nobody knew this was happening, except for scientists who were paying attention. And even those who were paying attention didn't say anything about it until now. I'm a scientist. I'm telling you, this is happening. And the right wing has done everything it can to protect them and companies like them but to do
0: dangerous things like this, is violent. Which is what I was about to ask you about because, you know, we're looking at red states. We are—Florida is a red state, and it seems like this is why they need the political distractions, you know, to talk about slitting throats and all of that. Because, you know, yes. it's not just black communities. It's white, poor white, rural yes. communities that are being threatened by these uh, plans, uh, use of fossil gypsum and coal ash. You know, these farmers, you talked about farmers, you know, low wealth communities Mm. in Arkansas, Idaho, Illinois, Iowa, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, North Carolina, Texas, Utah, Wyoming. What do they have in common? These are red states with a a high white, poor white population. Yes. Who needs to be distracted on something else? Because you know there is a petition right now on the fossil gypsum. You know, there's a the Environmental Protection Agency has been uh, making you know a petition, making arounds with a petition because they want to they want to show that this is posing a cancer risk. You know, especially from its radar emissions, and uh, they want a determination that fossil gypsum in road construction. Is a significant, a significant new use that requires a determination on whether it is safe, and it, it looks like in Florida you're trying to use coal ash to buy products of coal ash plus phosphogypsum yeah. and distract us in the process. Yes. Do you
3: know
1: what farmers use coal ash for? They use it. They use it to increase the pH in the soil. Hmm. That's, that's what they use it for. Hmm. So if you use an excessive amount, of, you know whatever it is, you know you're measuring as much as you can, whatever. I don't know, but the bottom line is they're doing it. Doesn't matter, they're doing it. Right. And we're not sure how many of them are doing it because there are a lot of them who have no idea that this is that this is what's happening. Right. And that they are responsible for exposing us to this through the foods that they are putting on the table, through Publix and Walmart and all these other companies that that are just selling the food and fruit and vegetables that, that we that we consume. The meat yeah. that we consume. How is it? We have no idea how this got. So the transparency of all this stuff, man. Listen, we have no idea.
0: It also raises concerns in my mind about the farm worker themselves,
1: right? Exactly, exactly. This is happening. Go down. So let me let me let me suggest that while people are, are taking trips down to Sarasota, stop off sometime, y'all, you know, and go down Big Bend Road and drive down that little that little stretch of road there, past mosaic, which your mosaic. And, Big, and Tico are right next to each other where, where they belong. Right next to each other. They kiss each other. They're going right there and drive right on down Big Ben Road there. And you'll see them right there. On either side of Big Ben Road, you will see, the first turn, you'll see good old solar panel, which is good. That's a good thing. These mm-hmm, mm-hmm. solar panel. That's where it's supposed to be added. Right? Yeah. But that's the good part. But then you go a little further, not far, less than a quarter mile, and it's right there. Both sides of the road, coal ash prone. Coal ash prone. A little further on the right-hand side, on the northern side of that road, you'll see the mosaic right next to Tico. You drive up that road. But let's not take that time. Let's go further. Let's go around that road right there, and you see the Manatee what? Observation Center. Where manatees. Now there's there's an article coming out about people about people saying scientists, not people, but scientists, saying very clearly that manatees are being harmed by these by the warm waters that they seem to think are so so uh, 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 comforting to them. They go to the warm water because of the operations. Mm-hmm. Manatees are getting sick now. But no, that's not all. Let's take it a little further. Consider that you have that's the base. That's Tampa Bay. Mm. Right? So they left let it pouring this stuff out in the Tampa Bay. Yeah. Right? Go a little bit further and you have Apollo Beach elementary school. Apollo Beach so when those kids go out there and play soccer or whatever in the in the morning and afternoon and whatever, they see those big old towers there. Those operations. They see all those operations right there across the field. Right. Less than, less than a mile away. Right? Let's go a little further. And You see the, the, the people of the communities of Apollo Beach. At the end of every cul-de-sac that sits on the water there's Tico. There's Mosaic. With their burning of fossil fuels and their use of phosphodyps and the and the stuff that they're breathing in and the stuff that they have to endure every single morning.
0: That's their view. Yeah, so I wonder what what how were why are those people who live in those cul de sacs not Rising up is it because they were bribed with good jobs down the street. You have to wonder. You have to wonder.
1: You have to wonder. And I'm not just sitting idly by. I am interviewing. I am going down there. I'm I'm working to try to find out and organize with these people to try to find out what's going on. Hmm. I'm doing my part. I'm doing what yeah. I can. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? We got to find out something. We got to get some sort of
0: data, so we can find out something. Yeah, you you've been working, and you're doing your part right now. You calling into the Sunday Forum and you're informing us. And some people were trying to call. It looks like uh, they're gonna try and try a little bit later because they can see we're getting close to the top of the hour, and we're gonna pause and listen to some. Updates from the headlines, uh, National Public Radio news. Yes, yes. So
1: what I'm going to do is I'm going to break off, and then I'll call back in and be. And we're going to we'll, we'll go ahead and uh, do we have to do to get
0: those people back on the line. Okay. Okay. That's on the Sunday forum. Take it away, M B. All right. We're going to hear more from Walter as he's. Uh, On the road, making his way back to Florida, but he's been working.